0: God is worthy to be praised. He's been better to you and me than anybody could ever be just reflect on his goodness to you. Just let your mind take a stroll down memory lane and remember what the Lord has done for you. Remember what he's brought you through. Somebody got a testimony in this place. When you look back over your life and down the line, you can say, my soul looks back and wonder how I made it over. over rocks and reels, down through the valley and over hills, but I know it wasn't nobody but Jesus that brought me. Have I got a witness in here? Nobody but Jesus. That's why he's worthy to be praised. If you don't mind, look at somebody and tell them, say, I couldn't have made it by myself. I've been through some hard places in my life and I couldn't have made it if it had not been for the Lord. There have been times I thought I was going under, but the Lord brought me over. Have have anybody got that testimony today? Been times I thought I wouldn't make it, but the Lord, he brought me. Somebody can say, he brought me. He raised me up off of my sick bed. He brought me from where I was to where I am. And how many know God deserves all the glory and the credit. He deserved the praise for what he's done. Somebody shout Hallelujah. Give him the highest praise. Hallelujah. Yes. Glory to God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He deserves to be praised. Come on, somebody, and give him one more offering of praise. Hallelujah. Thank God for all that he has done. For if it had not been for the Lord, we all would have been in trouble if it had not been for the Lord. I want to share with you Today from the word of God, I want to go to the book of Philippians chapter four and we'll begin reading at verse four. That's Philippians chapter four. Philippians chapter four beginning at verse four and we'll read a few of the following verses. Once you find that scripture those who are able we ask you to stand as we show respect and reverence the reading of God's word that's Philippians chapter 4 beginning at verse 4 And the word of the Lord reads rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Just for a little while today, I want to talk from the subject, take it to the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it to the Lord, whatever your it is take it to the Lord. I want to tell you in my introduction all of us have some it's. Which means that we have some issues and some dilemmas and some problems that only the Lord can help us with. Have you ever had an issue going on and you told somebody else about it? But the one you told couldn't help you to fix your it, your issue. But my brothers and my sisters, we all will be there, amen, at different times in our lives. All of us will have Uh, some issues and problems and dilemmas and situations that only God can get us out of. Sometimes you can have money, but I've learned that money can't solve all problems. There are some people that have a problem going on that if they could pay for it to go away, they would do just that. But I've come to remind all of us that my brothers and sisters that this life has a way of reminding all of us that we need Jesus. Don't care how good of a job you have, does not matter how much money you have, does not matter, amen, your level of education, all of that, amen, is good in its place. Amen, but some things only the Lord can help us with. But now listen, Paul in his writing to the church at Philippi, he writes them some encouraging words. And in verse 4, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let me interpret that for somebody. In other words, Paul was saying to them, don't let nothing steal your joy. Somebody need to hear that today. Don't don't allow any situation or circumstance to steal your joy. Let me tell you what the enemy is always out to do. Amen. His mission is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I want you to understand, my brothers and my sisters, that Satan is always on the prowl, and he's seeking to steal your joy, your peace, Your happiness, amen. But Paul encourages the church at Philippi by saying unto them, keep on rejoicing in the Lord. Y'all mighty quiet in here. I noticed that before they took up the offering. Look at your neighbor and tell them, you mighty quiet. I noted that when I walked out here. (laughs) The Bible said, watch this, Paul writes, he says unto the church, rejoice in the Lord. Watch this, always, that means all the time. But how many know in our lives, amen, everything is not good all the time. So what he's saying in spite of, adversities and situations and things happening and transpiring in your life that may not be good, he says keep on rejoicing in the Lord amen, it confuses the devil when he know he done hit you with something but you still going to church, lifting up holy hands, saying, Lord, I bless your name. It confuses the devil, amen, when he knows he don't use somebody to work against you in some way or another. But you still say, Lord, I bless you because of who you are in my life. When Job was hit by the enemy, when God gave Satan permission to touch Job, amen, in different areas of his life, amen, Satan expected Job to curse God and die. Oh, but Job confused the devil. He shocked the devil. Amen. Job said, naked came I out of my mother's womb. In other words, he said, I came here with nothing. And I'm going to leave here with nothing. Job was saying, my hope is not tied up in material stuff. But my hope is in my Redeemer. And I know that my Redeemer liveth. Is there anybody got hope in God? Is there anybody going to say, out of all that I've been through, I still have joy. Do I have any help in here? Tell somebody, after all that I've been through, I still have joy. And some of y'all ought to be giving God a better praise than that because you don't look like what you've been through. Is that your testimony? Tell somebody, I don't look like what I've been through because through it all, God kept his hand on me. the Lord kept me. Through my sickness, somebody can say he kept me. Through my cancer, he kept me. Through being talked about, the Lord kept me. Through being lied on, the Lord kept me. Through in in the midst of enemies working and plotting against me, it was the Lord that kept me. Tell somebody I ain't gonna let nothing steal my joy that's what the devil want oh yeah he want me to walk around with my head hung down come on somebody he want me to walk around like I'm defeated but if anybody can tell the devil I'm a child of God and because I'm a, I'm a child of God his words said no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper his words said every tongue that rises against me in judgment it shall be condemned somebody shout I'm a child of the king I refuse to walk around with my head hung down even if I ain't got but a dime on this side in the bank account and got a whole stack of bills over here I still choose to bless the Lord. David said I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Then he said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. He said, join in with me. Let us exalt his name together. I refuse to walk around my head hung down. Come on here, somebody. Because I know who I am in God come on somebody tell somebody I know who I am in God not only do I know who I am I know who's I am, come on somebody, and because of whose I am, I can hold my head up, I can stick my chest out, David in his writings said lift up your heads, oh ye gates, even lift them up ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Some people, the reason they smile is not so much that they never have any problems. That's right. That's right. But they're able to smile because they know who to turn their problems over to. Somebody hear me today. Somebody don't always have a smile on their face simply because they're not going through anything or they never face anything. But they have decided, I won't let nothing steal my joy or steal my praise. Paul said unto the church at Philippi, he said, keep rejoicing yeah. in the Lord. Watch this. Always that me mean, always means even when it looks like you don't have nothing to rejoice about. Yeah. Even when it looked like you have no reason to give God praise. Come on, somebody. Even if even if all hell has broken loose in your life, the Lord still deserves to be praised. Even if the doctor has read you a bad report. Keep on rejoicing, watch this, in the Lord. Because if you rejoice in the Lord. what's watch this. In order to rejoice in the Lord, watch this, that means that your joy is tied up in him. All right. Nothing and nobody else but my joy is tied up in him. He said rejoice in the Lord. Watch this. He didn't say rejoice in your money. Money's good in its place, but some things it came by. He didn't say rejoice in your position. Come on, somebody. Because how many know that if your joy is wrapped up, watch this, in your money. When your money is gone, when you and your money part ways, you ain't going to have no joy. Have I got a witness? If your joy is tied up in material things, when those things you no longer have, then you won't have any joy. But how many know that when you rejoice in the Lord, he's the best one to rejoice in? Because watch this, I don't care how much money you have, you won't always have it. Have I got a witness? I don't care how many friends you have, sometimes they'll stab you in the back. Have I got a witness? but how many know you can rejoice in the Lord because guess what? He'll always be with you. Yes, That's a promise he made. He said, "Lo, I am with you always. Even unto the end of the world. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, watch this. He says, I say rejoice. God don't want his folk walking around Looking defeated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I got a witness? And some folks, when they feel feel defeated, they don't even comb their hair. Uh, my Lord. Won't even brush their teeth. Come on, somebody. Don't even feel like, like getting up out of bed. Come on, talk back to me if you can. Sometimes some folks feel like taking their own life. Have I got a witness? Yeah. Because they feel defeated. Come on, somebody. And how many know the devil will play with your emotions and own your emotions? That's why your faith should not stand or or be based on how you feel. Tell somebody, your faith got to be deeper than a feeling. Somebody, I feel feel him, I feel him. But what about when you don't feel him? Because how many know sometimes you don't always feel the presence of God. But just because you don't feel him, that don't mean that he has left you. Your faith can't be based on a feeling. You have to know in your heart. Even when you can't feel God's presence, you got to know and believe in your heart. He's with me. You got to believe that. You got to know it in your heart that he's with you and that he stands on his promises and that his word is good. Rejoice in the Lord. Always. Even when things are not going so well in your life. Let me, All of us going to have some challenges too. Every last one of us will have challenges, but keep on rejoicing in the Lord. Yeah. Comb your hair. Yeah. Brush your teeth. Come on somebody. Uh-huh. Hold your head up. Yeah. Because the Lord will see you through. And I've heard people say, I'm going through. Well, I want to tell you, going through, that's good. Just don't stop. Because if you keep going through, all oh, y'all talk back to me if you can. You're going to come out on victory side. Look at somebody, tell them, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Don't you dare quit. Don't you dare stop. Keep moving. Keep going through. And guess what? If you're going through, that means you're on your way too. something that God wants to bring you into. Sure enough, sure enough. I got to move on. Watch this. He said rejoice in the Lord all, always and again I say rejoice. In other words he says keep on rejoicing in the Lord. Don't let nothing steal your joy. Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you something. Most times Satan moves in and he tries to steal our joy and some of the uh, most opportune times that he does that is that after you have just gotten a victory a lot of times Satan seeks to move in Mm. to steal your joy and you know what I've learned thank you not only does he steal your joy watch this God can bless us And I've learned that things don't necessarily have to happen Mm. for Satan to try to steal your joy. All right. But sometimes Satan will try to steal your joy even through your thought life. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, Somebody needs to hear me. Here it is, the Lord. done just blessed you with the with the with a better job, or He didn't bless you with that man or that husband you've been waiting on. Come on, there, somebody or oh, that wife that you've been waiting on. And watch him. Whenever God blesses us and brings us into a place of blessing, the devil does not want us to rest. All right, you right. Somebody ought to hear me. He don't want us to rest in the blessing that God has given us. Somebody said, "What you mean, preacher? Let me give you an example. Here you are, then got the, the job that you wanted, and watch this. The devil will bring a thought to your mind, and then there you are. You own the job, you in the job, you're making the money, and then there you are in your mind. Oh, I hope I don't. I hope that, I hope they don't lay me off. I hope they don't fire me. Here it is. You can't even enjoy the job for worrying. Come on, somebody, and concerning yourself with something that ain't even happened." Sometimes our thought life, if you're not careful, can cause things to manifest in our lives. Don't you remember? Job said that the thing that I feared has come upon me. Come on, somebody, and I want to tell you that you can't be walking around in fear of something that ain't even happened. And watch this and something that may not even happen, it may not ever happen. So, a lot of times, folks. Are Some folks have been through bad relationships or bad marriage, whatever the case is. God bless them with, with the good man. The good lady, come on somebody. And here they are, they can't even really enjoy the relationship with the person that God has put them with because their mind is still stuck. In the past, come on somebody. And sometimes, watch this things that have happened in our past, they will try to haunt us All right. yeah. in our future. Come on, somebody. And they'll try to contaminate our future. And that's why Paul, in his writing to the church at Philippi, he, if you if if you read on down, and we, we may get there, but he lets them know that it's important on what they think, uh-huh. on how they think. How many, how many believe that your thinking is important? Yes, Lord. I know that it is because Jesus said, as a man thinketh in his heart, then so is he. That's why you have to watch your thought life. And that's why the word of God teaches us that it is our job to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And imagination is in our Thoughts. I mean, now let me tell you something. You can't stop certain thoughts from coming. Mm-hmm. But it's all about how you react and how you respond to the thought that comes. Yeah. Have I got a witness? Right. So 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 in as I move on, in moving on. Paul lets the church at Philippi know. He says, don't let nothing steal your joy. Keep rejoicing in the Lord. So what if you have to eat lunch by yourself? Uh Eat lunch with a smile on your face. Because how many know sometimes the devil will use folks? Come on, come on, somebody to try to get next to you if they're sitting at the table and, and, and they get up and move when you come say I don't care I got more elbow room to put my elbows up on the table See, I'm trying to tell you. And see, this message is not just for the older or the middle-aged people. Even young people need to know. Don't be, so, don't be so needy. Don't be so needy of folks. Don't be so needy of people. Because if they know that you're needy of them, some folks will treat you like a dog. If they know if they know that it bothers you, come on somebody. If they know that you just need a friend, I need, I need, I need a friend. The best friend you can ever have is Jesus. And if you got Jesus, you got all the friend you need. Don't be so needy of people because, because guess what? The enemy will work in that and through that to try to get next to you and then that you going home crying on your way leaving they don't don't want to even eat with me they don't even want to eat with me you know what I've learned some, some relationships God won't even let work out no how you know why because you don't need to be attached to certain come on somebody somebody need to understand the reason some relationship didn't work out is because God didn't want you to be attached to those folks anyhow That's why some stuff don't work out. Come on, somebody. See, a lot of people think that when things work out God is in that. Oh, that's God. Because it worked out. Well, I come with an announcement from heaven God was in some stuff that didn't work out the way you thought it would or wanted it to. I, I know what I'm talking about. I felt down when I first came in here. But here I am. I come to tell you that God orders our steps according to his divine will for our lives and God is saying that there are some people that I don't want you caught up with so that's why I didn't let them accept you in the group Because I didn't want you in the circle. I wanted you outside of the circle so that I could use you for my glory, saith God. God says some of us need to understand some places we, meant to fi- we were not meant to fit because we are misfits. Somebody say, why am I a misfit? Because how many know when God has his hand upon you, some places you just ain't going to (laughs) fit. Have I got a witness here? Some groups you just ain't going to fit in. Come on, somebody. Amen. Some places you just ain't going to fit in. Amen. Some atmosphere and workplaces you just won't fit because God's hand is upon you. But don't let none of that stuff get next to you. Some folks, sometimes the devil will try to will try to use all kind of stuff. Folks will get to saying stuff about your features and whatever. Your eyes, your ears, big. somebody said preacher where you going with this and then that and then that you go you really ain't even paid attention to it but because the devil used somebody to try to talk about how big your eyes are on your mind and there you go looking in the mirror they' so ill big and then if it's somebody that you want to impress that you go you start closing your eyes a little bit you know trying to make them not look as big to please them. say so you show me a dog, I tell him, yeah, the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice, baby. I sure am. Ain't nothing like a chocolate brother. That's the way I tell ain't nothing like a chocolate brother. Oh, somebody ought to hear me in here today. It, I, I love my complexion. You know why I love it? Because that's the way God made me his word said that I am fearfully and I'm wonderfully made I'd have been chocolate so long I wouldn't look right light skinned. y'all ought to hear me and I ain't ain't, ain't knocking nobody's complexion but all I'm saying is that I'm satisfied with how God made me all kind of little stuff to try to cause you to walk around. Joyless. He'll try to use all kind of little tactics to try to steal the joy and the peace and the happiness out of your life. But Paul says unto them, don't let the devil do it. Don't let nothing steal your joy. Whatever, in every situation, in every circumstance, whatever happens in your life, keep rejoicing in the Lord. If you have a sickness in your body, you ought to rejoice in the Lord. And and watch this, you ought to rejoice in the fact that the Lord is a healer. Oh, somebody ought to hear me. Uh, If you got enemies working against you in your life, you ought to rejoice in the Lord because the Lord is able to make your enemy become your footstool. Come on, somebody. If you have a need in your life, you ought to rejoice in the Lord knowing that the Lord is able to meet and supply all of your needs. Rejoice in the Lord because there's not an issue, there's not a problem, there's not a burden, there's not a dilemma that the Lord is not able to handle in your life. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Sometimes you may have wanted somebody, they turn you down. I don't like dark-skinned folk, but what somebody do. (laughs) <laughs> Come on, somebody. And sometimes some people be not feeling as confident because they may weigh more than what they desire. But let me tell you something: uh, some folks like the thick, thick folks. Yeah, that's right. Have I got a witness? Yeah. Everybody don't need to be walking around slim like a toothpick. Come on, somebody. People have their preferences. Come on, somebody. And God made us all different, and we have different tastes. Some folks be like, oh, you sure you picked up weight, and then there you go trying to lose weight. <laughs> there are some people that look fine, just fine. They were, they were just fine. They were not as slim as others, but wasn't that wrong with their weight that they had. And then there they go because of certain folks said something about their weight. Oh, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight and watch this, with losing all that weight depending on how much you're going to lose now, now you got to spend more money you got to go buy clothes you got to go get them, if you don't buy clothes you're going to have to get those resized uh-huh. I'm almost finished yeah. what folks say. <laughs> I'm almost finished mm-hmm. right. but I'm just saying that don't allow the devil to steal your joy yeah. Because he'll do it if you let him. And let me tell you, he often uses or works through people. To accomplish his work. Mm. But Paul says, let me let me hurry on. Um, Somebody tell me, we ain't made it through but one verse. We get we getting (laughs) there. We getting there. Now watch this. Now watch this. He said, he said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I said, rejoice. Let your moderation or your self, that word moderation can be interchangeably used with self-control. Let your self-control, let your moderation, let your self-control be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. In other words, this verse Paul is letting the uh, church at Philippi know, regardless to what situation you're in or faced with. Watch this. Watch how you conduct yourself. That's right. That's right. That's what he's talking about. If you have self-control. See, people that have self-control, if a person has self-control, the devil can be working through another person. They can be all up in their face, pointing their face. You know, you know. And that person that has self-control, they just standing there looking. But if you don't have no self-control, when they say, there you go. Boom. And there we go. It's on, baby. You got, come on, somebody. Look at somebody. Tell them you got to have self-control. Come on, somebody. Isn't anybody thank God for self-control? Because there are some people in this room right now. You got better self-control today than you had ten or fifteen years ago. There are some folks in this room right now. Ten or fifteen years ago, if somebody pushed the right button, said the right thing, come on, come on, somebody, Amen. You would be scrapping. Y'all know what scrapping means, right? You would be fighting, amen. But because the Lord has changed your life and because the Lord has come into your heart, you have better control of yourself than you had some years ago. So you got to have self-control. And that's what Paul is saying to them. He should be able to control yourself. That's right. Because how many, watch this, self How many know self will get you in trouble if you don't control it? Self, I'm talking about this flesh here. Self, self, this stuff right here will get you in trouble if you don't know how to control it. Have I got a witness? Amen. And how many know that's the very thing that Satan often tries to use against us is our self. Come on, somebody. The greatest enemy to any of us is self. know some folks be wanting to blame other folks because of what they did wrong well I wouldn't have done this if he hadn't done that come on somebody but just because he did that don't mean you had to do this you got to be able to control yourself in every situation he says have self control he said, Let your self control be made known unto all men. Yeah. Watch this. That means that eyes are on us. That's right. People are looking at us. Yeah. That's right. It's just like sometimes some folks already know what's going to go down mm-hmm. because they've been told somebody, I'm going to say this, uh, yeah. or I'm going to do this. And some of the others are, are sitting there while, while he or she is saying what they're saying. They're sitting there, wait, I wonder what he's going to say. I wonder, I wonder what he's going to do. I wonder what she's going to do. Come on now. But yeah. Watch this. Job, in, in, in the midst of his test, he exemplified self-control. He was able to control himself. Although we know that there was a time on down there where he he began to question and all that. But for the most part, Job was able to, he had self-control. And Paul is saying to the church at Philippi, put your self-control on display. Show others how you can control yourself. And then he says, the Lord is at hand. Now, one way I look at that, I have to always remind myself that if the Lord is, is at hand, that means he's always around. He's, he, always, he sees all and he knows all. And He says under, under the church at Philippi, let your moderation be known unto all men, your self-control. Let it be known unto every man. Man, the Lord is at hand. Then he says, be careful for nothing. That word careful means worried. Meaning, don't be worried about anything. Look at somebody and help me preach to them and tell them, don't worry. worry. They talking about you, but don't worry. worry. The doctor may have given you a bad prognosis or diagnosis, but don't worry. worry. Enemies may be coming against you on every hand, but don't worry. worry. Come on, somebody. You may have more bills than you have money, but don't worry. worry. Mm, You got problems on the job, but don't don't worry. Problems in your home, don't worry. Look at somebody and tell them, don't worry. worry. Somebody need to hear that this morning. Don't worry about a thing. My question to you is that even if you worry, what is your worrying going to help? Is your worrying going to help the situation? No. But your worry can bring about additional problems. That's right. So I suggest to you, don't worry. As Paul said, be careful for nothing. Don't worry about nothing. But in everything, I'm almost home, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Tell God about it. Uh, somebody need to hear that you done told Uncle Billy Joe You done told ain't Sally? You You done told your prayer partner? You done told this one? You done told that one? But I suggest you tell God. But I want to remind you as I close today that when you tell God, amen, when we tell the Lord, amen, what our request is, is not that he does not already know because the word said that God he knows what we have need of even before we ask him but watch this when we let our request be made known unto God it says unto God Lord I believe and I trust that you can and will turn my situation around come on there, somebody and another reason was somebody said, well, if he already know, why do I have to tell him about it? Because Jesus said, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open." And I come to tell you that when you get down on your knees or when you lay prostrate before God or however you pray. One thing I learned about God, when you talk to the Lord, you really don't have to be in no certain position anybody anybody thank God for that and I learned too that when you talk to the Lord you really don't even have to audibly tell him what you amen want him to know how many know that he can hear your thoughts oh somebody ought to help me preach I'm closing here I said God you can be sitting at your desk who talking about you can't pray on your job yes you can you ain't got to open your mouth talking about, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. You ain't going to be walking around, oh, Lord, I need you to move. But I come to tell you, while you're sitting at your desk typing, in your heart, you can be praying. Praying to the Lord, Lord, I ask you to move on my behalf, move on behalf of my family. I come to tell you that you can have a heart-to-heart yeah. conversation with God. Let your request be made known unto God. Tell Him about it. It sounds good. I know there's a song that we sing. Anyway, you bless me, Lord. You know, you used to have that rock. I'll be satisfied. but guess what that's good that's good but I learned that there are sometimes instead of you talking about any way you bless me Lord you need to be specific Uh because see some folks be talking about any way you bless me Lord I'd be satisfied and then when he don't bless them like they thought he would (laughs) or like they wanted him come on somebody Then they disappointed and upset. Well, you said anyway, you blessed me. But how many know sometimes you got to be specific in your requests? I don't know about nobody else, but I can't stand for somebody if they do something. And then then I, I say, What I owe you, oh, whatever, whatever the Lord put on your heart. (laughs) Whatever, 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 it don't matter. I said, you sure? Yeah, it don't matter, it don't matter. Then you give them $20 or $50 or whatever you give them, and then, and then they'll go and tell somebody else, man, I can't believe that that joker didn't give me but $50. Well, you said you'd be satisfied with whatever I gave you. What you doing going telling somebody you didn't give a $50? If you wanted 150 you should have said it. I gave you the opportunity. like that. You know, have have y'all ever run into them kind of four That whatever, 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 it don't matter, it don't matter. It don't matter. And then when they don't get what they were expected. Now here's my question. How you going to expect something you ain't asked for? I love that other song we sung and I'm finished Jesus is on the main line tell him what what you want let your request be made known tell him what you want nothing like somebody talking about oh I'm fine with whatever you do no good will now watch it. At the same time, they tell me, oh, I'm fine with whatever you do. I sure hope he give me $200. But, but see talking about. I'm fine with whatever you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I, that was instilled in me, you ought not say what you don't mean. Right. And you ought to mean what you say. I'm done. The last point is that when you tell God what your request is, when you share these things with God, there's a benefit that comes with turning things over to God and taking things to the Lord. Because when you place it in God's hand, The Bible said, Paul says to the church of Philippi, you will experience the peace of God. Now watch this. This peace that he says that you will experience is not so much after God has done the thing, but once you have released it. See, I want you to understand, you don't have to wait until the battle is over that you're going through. Once you truly release that thing to God, God will, amen, in exchange, give you his peace that only he can give. And even though the storm may still be raging in your life, you can say, I have peace. Even though the doctor gave me a bad report, I got peace. Anybody can say, I got peace about it. Even though things may not be 100% well in my life, I yet have peace. Let me tell you something, to have peace is better than having just a whole lot of money, because some folks got plenty of money, but they ain't got no peace. Somebody got a good job but they ain't got no peace. They don't have any peace. There's nothing like being able to experience God's peace. And Paul says unto them when you stop worrying and when you have a conversation with God and let him know what your requests are. God will give you his peace. Even before the situation changes, watch this. My last words to you is this. Sometimes before God changes the situation, he will use it to change you. Sometimes before he changes the situation, he'll change He'll change you. He'll change your perspective about things. He'll change your attitude about things. He'll give you that peace that goes beyond all understanding. And his peace, Paul says, will keep your heart and keep your mind through Jesus Christ. As we get ready to leave, I want you to take note of verse 8 and 9. You can read that in your own time, but he talks about you need to watch your thinking. You know why you need to watch your thinking? It's because that's where the battlefield is. It's in your mind. Oftentimes, before Satan attacks a person in any other area of their life, he attacks them in their mind. That prodigal son that left home, and after he left home, he experienced all of those other things in his life. He spent all that he had. He ended up having to join himself to a citizen of that country. He, he, he went from riches to wrath. But, but before all of that other stuff transpired in his life, before Satan did any of that other stuff in his life, it started with his mind. It started in his mind. Somebody said, how do you know it started in his mind? Simply because it was Satan that would put it in his mind to even leave home in the first place. The battlefield is in your mind. Watch your thinking. Watch your thinking. Watch the things that you dwell on. Because it matters how you think and what you think on. Right. Some people have thought themselves into sickness. Some people have thought themselves into, into disease. Some people have thought themselves into trouble. Look, at somebody and tell them, watch your thinking. Would you stand to your feet? Watch your thinking. For Jesus said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Be careful what you think. And whatever issues you have, take them to the Lord in prayer. The doors of the Lord's house are open now. There may be someone amongst us who's not saved and you desire to uh, surrender your life to Jesus today. We want to give you that opportunity to do so. The Lord desires that we all be saved because the scripture said that he does not take pleasure in the death of the wicked but he wants everyone to be saved. And if you're in here today and you haven't received Christ as your savior, if you're, you're Not made him the Lord of your life. This is your opportunity to come and do that. None of us have a guarantee that we will be alive when and if, if next Sunday comes. Let me tell you something. You never know when the Lord gonna come back. Everything is already kind of in place for him to shut it down at any time. A whole lot has been fulfilled in the scripture. Things are in place won't be long. Choose you this day to serve the Lord. If you're not saved, will you come? Don't be ashamed. If you're scared to come by yourself, ask somebody, will you walk down there with me? I'm sure somebody will. If you're in here today, will you come? Will you come? Maybe you're already saved and you're just looking for a church home. Call home. You can come. If you want to become a member of the church family here at Greater Union Baptist Church, this is your time to come. This is your opportunity. You can come by letter, candidate for baptism. You can come by Christian experience. You can come under watch care. As the choir sings, if you want to be saved or if you want to become a member of Greater Union Church family, will you come? We'll help you if you go to him. If I know his blood will restore, oh yes, it will, your soul. Can we bless the Lord for blessing us? Thank you. Thank you all for being here today. I hope that you've been blessed through the worship and through the word of God. To all of our guests uh, that are still with us, we want to thank God for you being here with us today. All of our guests, would you stand once again just so we can acknowledge you. We thank you all for being here. God bless you. We hope that you were made to feel welcome and that you were blessed through this worship experience on today. And just know that you have an open invitation uh, to come and worship with us anytime here at Greater Union Baptist Church. All of Greater Union, join in. Let's say to our guests, y'all, come back, you here? Come back, you here? All right. We want to see you again. And just know that you're welcome here at Greater Union Baptist Church. Thank God for all of our members. Amen. Amen. Uh, that are here today. Let's remember all of our uh, family members within our church family in our prayers. Those that are sick, those that are, are bereaved, and uh, those that have gone through adversities. Let's keep uh, JJ, uh, Brother Brooks, and uh, uh, in our prayers as well. Um, Nikki's daughter, what's her name? Yeah. Nia, Nia let's keep Neal in our prayers as well and there are others within our church family Mother Adams and so many others uh, that need our prayers let's let's remember them in our thoughts and prayers thank you for your prayers and for your presence on today thank God for our associate ministers (laughs) Reverend Jesse Minister Walker thank God for them let's remember Reverend Lyles in our thoughts and prayers and Sister Lyles his mother passed and so uh, they went to funeralize her Uh, this past week so let's let's keep that family in our thoughts and prayers amen now listen it's it's just a little bit after one o'clock and I'm gonna see who's gonna stand around until about one thirty in the parking lot amen 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 glory to God thank you is there anything else I think we've done all of our announcements and everything amen I want to thank you for coming to the revival We had an awesome time over at St. Mark. Uh, The choir and some members came every night. The Greater Union Church family was represented there every single night. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for your prayers and for your presence. Amen. Amen. If all hearts and minds are satisfied, nothing else to be said or done, shall we stand? Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you now for... Your blessing upon us today as we gathered in your name and God we just take this moment to say thank you for your goodness we thank you for your grace and for your mercies and God we pray now for every member within our church family those that are sick those that are uh, shut in those that are bereaved and those that are going through other uh, different turmoils in their lives and God we pray that you would meet them at the point of their needs We pray now that as we leave this place today, that you would uh, dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence. We ask that you would be with us, that you would protect us, and that you would keep us from all hurt, harms, and dangers throughout this week. And bring us together again, Lord, that we may worship and praise your name. We ask you to keep us hid behind the cross, keep us covered under the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Now, may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Let the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. All in agreement, say amen. Amen.